Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Switch podcast where we dig deep into Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you besides. We're going to unwrap kingdom culture, kingdom benefits and therefore kingdom lifestyle. I'm your host Trish Jones and just to say it's all good. Okay, cool. Sabrina, I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. But uh, to everybody watching today's uh, podcast, I'm here with Sabrina Hammonds. And uh, we are going to be focusing on the Lord's Prayer. This is Sabrina's actually going to help me kick off the first section of the Lord's Prayer. This is a seven part series. And uh, for those of you who've never seen us before, I'm Trish Jones. I'm here with Sabrina Hammonds. And uh, uh, Kingdom Switch podcast basically is all about Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these other things will be added besides. And the whole reason why I decided to create a podcast around Matthew 6.33 was not just so that we can annihilate the scripture, but because we need to be able to switch kingdoms, right? A lot is going on in the world right now and it's so easy to focus on what the government is doing, uh, what somebody else is doing. When Jesus says, "You're once you accept me as Lord and Savior, you're in my kingdom and my kingdom operates much, much different than the world, uh, the world system. So get on board is what I say and uh, get into the kingdom of God and enjoy the pleasures that the kingdom of God gives us. So that is what um, uh, this is all about. And today we're going to break down the Lord's Prayer, because I actually believe that we think that this is just a, uh, a nice prayer that we pray, you know, um, when we were kids at school. I don't think they do that yeah. nowadays, but <laughs> we used to. And I didn't go to a Christian yeah. school. We just all did it, um, you know, or a nice prayer to end a service at church. But we are going to be going into this quite deep and showing you that this really is a kingdom prayer. I really believe that the Lord's Prayer is a kingdom prayer. And I think it was, it wasn't that long ago. I think it was 2018 or nine. I think it was 18, 2018, when I suddenly realized the power of this prayer. And mm. uh, as a little girl, I don't know about you, Sabrina, apart from saying it in school, every night before we went to bed, when I was a kid, we had to say that. We had to say that prayer to our parents. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, my, uh, my I was raised with my grandparents, but um, but uh, yeah, I actually remember forgetting part of it one evening. And my granddad sat on the bed with the belt. <laughs> you wouldn't have hit me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that was too funny. So anyway, Sabrina, I would love for you to introduce yourself. I I always mess up everybody's introduction, so I would just prefer if you just introduce yourself because guess what? You know you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Trish, thank you so much for having me on here. Um, so as she said, I'm Sabrina Hammonds. Uh, I'm the founder and owner of Kingdom Connections podcast and media agency, which is how I connected originally with Trish. Yeah. Um, and I was just so excited to find um, the Kingdom Switch podcast, actually, because I really feel like what you're doing is you are helping um, us as believers to really see things from a, another lens, yeah. the kingdom lens. And it really shifts everything. Yeah. Um, 
it really shifts everything. Yeah. And, and really, I think I, I got more into your introduction than my own, but really like, I'm, I'm just so excited to be on here um, with you. And what I'm all about at Kingdom Connections is connecting people divinely and strategically connecting others for the purpose of advancing the kingdom. Amen. So Amen. I, I'm excited to dive into this prayer because like yourself, I've memorized it and said it from memory, yeah, but not really understood and broken down the meaning behind it and realizing that it there's, there is power yeah. in this prayer. It's not just words that we're saying, but I'm, I'm excited to actually break it down and, and dive into it today. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. For those who may not, because, you know, sometimes we just assume, right, that everybody knows the Lord's Prayer. So I'm just going to mm. uh, reel off the whole of it. But Sabrina and I are just going to focus on the very first part of it. So it is. And I am going to do King James Version, okay, because I'm a King James girl. <laughs> <laughs> Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, in earth, I should say, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Actually, it's forever and ever, right? But one day my daughter said to me, how can you have forever and ever, right? It's forever or it's not forever. <laughs> so consequently, I tend not to say the forever and ever anymore because I can just hear her in my head saying, you know, that's just not grammatically correct. <laughs> forever and ever amen yes that's amen. the version i memorized too the king Sorry? james version i memorized the king james version too yeah well that's yeah. all I, that that's i'm i'm older than you sabrina but uh, that's the only version we had when we were growing <laughs> up <laughs> i remember the first time my mom i think i was 16 years old and my mom bought me an american standard version bible and that was just big then. You know, I was one of the only young people in my church who had a different version than the King James Version. So, yeah, now uh, these kids are spoiled. They've got too much. Although I don't know whether it's a spoiling because anyway, I won't go on to versions of scripture. <laughs> so, Sabrina, today we are talking about our Father who, who art in heaven. Um, before I go on and talk too much, just tell me what that uh, what that part of the scripture means to you. Because I know we had a conversation um, about this one day and literally you had the hair standing up on my arms and everywhere else. It was uh, when you were talking about the love of the Father. Mm. You know, um, the the Father, like this is something that the Lord has really been reminding me of even mm -hmm. more recently to to stay in, in that place of remembering that he is my father and I am his daughter. And what does it mean to be his daughter? Yeah. And what does it mean to, to look to him as my father? Mm -hmm. And it's like these, the words that have been coming to me are, I'm cared for. Mm. I'm loved completely and unconditionally. I am protected. Like he's my protector. Mm -hmm. I, I have security because I know who my father is. Mm 
And I think the biggest, the biggest part of all of this is the love, Hmm. the love that I never had to earn, but he just freely gives, he freely gives that complete love. And I think that's just, that's the part that really just, you cannot comprehend Hmm. the love that the father has for us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know whether you've, um, oh, what's the book called? Is it called The Father's Heart? I can't even remember the name of the author now, but it's the mm-hmm. story of the prodigal son. And, um, you know, we we can either see God as God and a God full of wrath, a God full of um, vengeance, a God who's looking for every single time we make a mistake to point a finger at us. But when the disciples asked Jesus, and I'm going to go back to the prodigal son in a minute, but when the the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray, he didn't say the God in heaven. He said, Mm. our father who art in heaven. He said, our father, because that's how Jesus saw the father. It's how he represented the father, how he represented God as father, as a loving father. And um what he was what i believe jesus was saying was he's not like your earthly father but if you have a good earthly father you can look at your good earthly father in terms of what he would do a good earthly father and yeah a million times that right and that is you, you would just about because you still will never get it you would just about get what the what our heavenly father is about. And when we look at the story of the prodigal son, literally that son was saying, give me what is mine. And he was declaring you're dead because you only get an inheritance when the testator dies, right? In the prodigal son's case, he was saying, um, give me give me the money because as far as I'm concerned, you're as good as dead. And then he goes and squanders it on all the kind of things that shouldn't be done if we bring it to modern day you know it's just not the 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 fast cars and the women and the brothels and you know the 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 drinking and whatever else until he had nothing left and he didn't even have any friends that he could reach out to he ends Mm. up having to go and eat out of the pig pen you know none Mm. of his friends said hey come and live with me you know i've got somewhere for you to stay Nope. Once he had no money, he had no friends because strictly speaking, he had no friends in the first place because <laughs> no friend would do that to you, you know, bleed you out and then leave you to dry, um, mm-hmm. leave you to hang out, you know, to dry. And when we look at that, that the father was looking out for him all the time. Yeah. You know, I can imagine so many times a day, you know, my son's going to come home and we don't know how long it was that he was away, but the father was looking out for him to the extent that when he looked out, he looked out and saw him coming, he prepared for his son Mm. like it was his only lost son to the extent that he upset the other son who just thought, well, you know, you didn't put sandals on my feet and ring on my finger and get a ball so that me and my fr- my friends can have a party. And even that, the father turns around and says to him, everything that I had was always yours. Yes. Y- yes. Y- you know, you-, you just needed to ask. 
And sometimes that's our problem. We are like the miserable brother who who we've got <laughs> we've got we've got what we what God has given us, but we don't ask. And then we complain and say, Well, how comes your blessing so and so over there? But it's that pursuit that when I was looking at this, Sabrina, it was the pursuit of the father that I was just so awed about that he pursues me all the time. Yes. Yes. Even when he knows, like what, what I think what baffles me is, so God already knows the mistakes that we're going to make or the moments we're going to turn our backs on him. He knows from beginning to end and everything in between, but yet his love and his pursuit is the same. Yeah. Yeah. You, You can't even comprehend that kind of love nope. because he, he already knows all the decisions that we're going to make. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yet he continuously pursues us. Yeah. And, and it's, it's our part to receive. <laughs> yeah. Receive. And I think that can be really difficult because we see it through the lens mm. of, everything that we've experienced or maybe the the relationships with our own fathers that we've had and the mistakes that we have made. And so it's almost like you have this block or these blocks from even receiving because you don't understand. You can't comprehend that kind of love. Yeah. Yeah. And yet this is what Jesus came to demonstrate to us, the love of the father and yeah. you, you know when he when he chose the disciples he chose them from all different facets of life you yeah. know even the tax collector you know which is like the shunned one because how dare you you know take money from us you know that that's supposed to be the romans job and you know here's you a jew you know how could you and so nobody wants to know the tax collector and what jesus does is he picks out all of these people because he wants to demonstrate to everybody everybody that God doesn't have any preference. He loves everybody. And, you know, even when the woman was caught, caught in adultery and, you know, I always, I always love that story, right? I always say to people when he was writing in the sand, I wonder what he was writing. He was probably writing adulterer, pedophile, thief, you know, all the kind of things that all the men who had the stones ready to throw at this woman He's probably writing in the sand all the things that you think everybody else don't know, but I know about you, you know, one by one, they disappear. That's my version, by the way. I don't know whether, what he was writing in the sand, but, but uh-huh. he, he then says to her, where's your accusers? And she basically says, they're not here. And he says, neither do I accuse you. You know, can you imagine adultery? She's caught in the very act. And yet Jesus from heaven says, neither do I condemn you. Go your way and sin no more. And he get, this is the thing. He gave that woman the power to be able to go away and sin no more. Yes. Yeah. He he didn't give her a 10 sheet document and say, do this, do that, this and check this off. He gave her the power to be able to go away and sin no more. That is how much he loved because she probably was addicted to sex. Who knows? And so he was releasing her. He was setting her free. 
that's the love of God that we have. Sometimes if we listen to church, sadly, <laughs> we don't know that because, you know, Susan and I were on last week and I said, you know, church can be one of those places that if I ever got myself in trouble, it would be the last place I'd turn to <laughs> because sometimes church can do more damage than most places. And yet the God that we serve is not like that. The God that we serve looks for opportunities to demonstrate to us that he loves us. Well, and I, and I think that it's, it's well-meaning people though, that, that do love the Lord, but they, they're really caught up in this. It's mm -hmm. all about the doing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they, and it's really because I think sometimes we try to reason this, this love that God has for us. And the only way to, mm. to maybe go about reasoning it or to make it make sense is, yeah. well, if I make sure to do all of these right things, if I am, you know, if I repent, you know, so many times a day, or, you know, again, all of these doing things, mm. then perhaps I will be good enough at some point you know, to receive what he has for me. So it's like, sometimes I think we just try to reason because we're trying to make sense. Yeah. And, and the only way to make sense is, is based on what we perceive yeah. in the natural, in the natural. And it is, you know, based on yeah. how our relationships are with others, you know, or the yeah. way that we may reconcile or make things right. Um, it's, it's about a yeah. process. It's about a doing. Yeah. And you're right in that moment. When she was caught, what what was the process? What was the list of acts that she had to go yes. through? It was a gift. Absolutely. Oh, yes. It yeah. was a free gift that he yeah. gave her. Yeah. And what did she have to do? She just had to receive it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah, go and, and, and sin no more. But it was there was such freedom yeah. in that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Thank you for that, Sabrina. You know. One of the, well, the Jewish word for father is the word Abba. And, mm. um, you know, when we think of the word Abba, father, it's an endearing, endearing term. Um, <clears throat> I love NCIS. I just put it out there now. I'm an NCIS lover. <laughs> um, I don't watch TV. <clears throat> In fact, I haven't seen an episode of it for a very long time now. Let me just, uh, sorry. Sorry, my daughter's calling. I forgot to put my phone on. I do this every week. Baby girl, call your dad. <laughs> Gosh. Sorry about this. Oh, come on. I'm live too. <laughs> call your daddy. <laughs> We're talking That's about okay. heavenly fathers. That's call okay. your earthly father. Call your daddy. <laughs> yeah, let me just... Uh, sorry about this. Ah. <sighs> I used to worry about things like this, by the way, Sabrina. I used to be like, oh my gosh, um, I if somebody disturbs my eyes, like, oh, it's so pro unprofessional. Sorry, people, I don't didn't mean that. I should have turned it <laughs> off, but uh, I'm very, very professional, but I'm very, very family orientated too. I just forgot to turn my phone off. Yeah, so um, that oh, okay. endearing term, Abba, Father, and it, how can I put it? Yeah, NCIS, I'm an NCIS lover. And in one of the episodes, there's a girl called Ziva and she doesn't get on with her dad, who's a Mossad. And so he's like a 
backhanded terrorist, right? But he gets shot. And when you hear her, because she's in the house with him and she shouts out, Abba, I am telling you, I sat there and the way she actually called his name out and it was in like terror that, you know, someone's just shot my, my father. But it sounded just so much different than somebody shouting father or daddy. It was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, you know, the emotion that went into it, but it was the name Abba. And every time I think of that, I just think of this endearing term in terms of God not just wanting to shift us to correct us, but he also wants us to laugh. He, he also mm. wants us to have fun. You know, um, I really believe that God has a sense of humor. But if you look at some people's faces, you would believe he doesn't. <laughs> you know, and in, and in the same way that, uh, you know, Chris used to leave here on a Saturday morning when uh, um, Elodie was younger and at school. And he'd go kick the football with her um, over by the field. And um, I think to myself, you know, God actually wants us to see him as that kind of daddy that loves to see when we're even playing. And I don't think we I don't think we can grasp that sometimes because we just see the God with Moses with the staff and part in the Red Sea, (laughs) you know, and all the serious things, you know, go in and kill you know, the Hittites and, and whatever, not the endearing, loving Heavenly Father. But I think that's why it says, you know, to come to him like a child. Yeah. Because if you think about it from the from that perspective of I am, am God's daughter, I am God's son, mm. from the perspective of a child, yeah. just think about, that, that's something that I have been thinking about, even just mentally getting a mental picture of me as a child yeah. with him. And what does that feel like? What does that, what, what are, what are the emotions that I feel about that? And, and what I don't feel is pressure. Yeah. I don't that's feel true. any kind of pressure because I'm just a kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, I think the Lord just continues to remind me about being his daughter mm. and coming to him as a child mm. because I, I've been feeling all of this sort of overwhelm and, and pressure of just all the things. But if you think about it in terms of that childlike perspective, yeah, there's no pressure there. And I think that that's why the Lord says, come to me as a child. Yeah total abandon I, I yes and and understanding what that means yeah. him as my father he he wants to take care of us yeah as a father he wants to lavish on us as a father yeah it really causes you to to see the relationship i think in and and even the way that we live in a different way if you think about it in terms of like a child. Yeah. And and you just receive, you just receive from him. Yeah. It's true because <clears throat> I saw that you uh, celebrated your daughter's 17th birthday today, which was very, very nice. By the way, happy birthday to the 17 year old. <laughs> um, 
And, you know, when, when kids are kids, we don't expect them to come to us and, and give us a list as good parents, give us a list of what they need. You know, when my daughter was at school, I would notice when she needed new school shoes. I didn't need her to come and tell me that she needs new shoes, right? That's my job. As ambassadors for Christ, God knows. That's why he says we, he, he knows what we have need of before we ask. And yet we kind of sometimes have this beg, begging mentality that we wouldn't, we wouldn't have if we actually saw God as our heavenly father. You know, and on Facebook uh, lately, I've been putting up all the posts about my dad bringing my dinner up, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I get the cousins saying I'm spot. I know, I know. <laughs> but my dad will literally just turn up and the doorbell will ring and it's like, who's at the front door? And my dad will be there with food. He's cooked dinner, right? Um, I'm not phoning him, I'm begging him, you know, and I'm a grown woman, married woman, you know, with a child, you know, <laughs> cook your own food. But that's just what my dad is like. And that's what mm. our Heavenly Father, in fact, not what our Heavenly Father is like. He is, he loves to lavish on us. He loves to um, uh, surprise us. That's the word I'm trying to think of. He loves to yeah. surprise us because that's who he is. Yeah. And, and it's not something that we have to work towards either. Yeah. That's, you know, that's another thing. If you think about it in terms of your own kids, you know, we we're, we don't expect them to do all of these things in order to earn yeah. our love. Like, that's right. it's a free gift. And yeah. what comes with that is, you know, we, we like to get our kids <clears throat> gifts sometimes, you know, just because. Yeah. Or to, to do things just because and we don't have to have a reason necessarily. Yeah. And that's just a glimpse of what you know, our heavenly father is like, yeah, because he's absolutely. so much more. I mean, that, that's so much more, the, the love that he has for us and, and, and him, <clears throat> excuse me, him as our father, we just get a glimpse of it here on earth, you know, with the relationships we have with our own children. Yeah. But if we could think about it, even in terms of that, I think that we would, it would really transform the relationship that we have with him yeah because we would really begin to understand that he is our father yeah you know going back to what you said sabrina earlier about um the religion and how people with good intentions um they love god but they kind of the way i i would say is they have a warped idea of who god is yeah and so therefore we get a checklist of things do this do that and, I, you know, I always say that it's from a relationship that we have with God through Jesus Christ that we actually do certain things. So, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody last night and I said, you know, isn't it amazing that a number of preachers have come out this year and said, you know, I renounce certain things and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm saying, gosh, I've been saying this for years that you don't read your Bible like a mad person because you're looking for approval from God. You read your Bible like a mad person because you're hungry to know what God has for you, right? Um, you don't go in your prayer closet and pray for hours just so that you can come out and boast to everybody that, you know, I spent two, three, four hours with God today. 
when you have those moments when you just bask in his presence, it's because of the relationship that you cannot wait to be in his presence, right? Um, you know, when you're when you're running off to church, uh, it's not oh, so that I can you know get my check mark in the book to say you know they've called my name and I say here. It's because you want a fellowship with people who are like you, who like to worship God. And when we do that from a position of relationship, we actually yeah. enable other people to have that relationship with, with God through Jesus Christ. But when we kind of put it in a, a strategic box, as it were, a tick box, then it's no wonder we trip up sometimes because we're trying to do things out of our own strength rather than through a relationship with him. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting, you know, that that his teaching us how to pray, you know, because that's what the Lord's prayer is, you yeah. know. He's teaching us how to pray. But the very first thing is he wants us to understand how to approach him. Yeah. What who who is he? Yes. Let's first yes. establish that. Yes. And then it's almost like he wants us to to sit with that. Like that's how I want you to first approach me. I want you to understand. Love it. And and like you said, he didn't say, God, yeah. oh God that is in heaven. He said, oh, Our Father. Father. Yeah. So if if this is his um his message on how to pray, I want to teach you how to pray. First, I want you to understand who you're talking to. Mm. I want you to and, and that, you know, that there's two things to that. So who you're talking to, but then there's, it establishes the relationship. Yeah. Yes. He's reinforcing yeah. the relationship that we, we should have with him. Yeah. Love it. And if you really just stop right there, yeah. our, and I know that part we're talking about is our father who art in heaven, but if you just stop right there with our father. Yeah. And first you, you think about. What does that mean, you know, before you, you begin praying or before you're going to talk to the Lord, you know, just mm. our father, what does that mean? Yeah. And I think it, it would change the entire, everything. <laughs> it changes yeah. everything. Yeah. It changes the way that you approach him. It changes, yeah. it can even change the, the way that you pray or because it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a personal um, relationship. Yeah, very personal, as in <clears throat> the way that, uh, you know, my, my cousin and I are always saying to each other, the way that God would say something to me, he might not say it to you in exactly the same way, because just like if you've got more than one child and you're going to treat, you don't treat those children differently, but you um, you treat them, how can I put it, not treat them, um, you deal with them according to their their personality types as it were yeah right so yeah. you know you know that one person likes this and the other one doesn't like that and god <clears throat> god is exactly the same he knows us individually on an individual less uh, um, level and he knows that he can say something to me and i'll get it but he'll say the same thing to somebody else and they may not get it and so you know even in our prayers which is why you know i've got prayer books here right um and i love them i've got one by jermaine copeland but very rarely, very rarely, will I pick up that prayer book and actually just read it rote because guess what? 
I'm me and I've got to put me into that prayer because I'm having a conversation with my heavenly father. And just to go back to the point about heaven, our father who art in heaven. Again, I think I alluded to this at the beginning that what um, Jesus was saying is that I'm not, I'm not dismissing the fact that you have a father here on earth, but I am telling you that your father in heaven actually gave you a daddy that's on earth for a start. So let's just get that right. (laughs) 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 So, but, but the father relationship transcends anything that we could actually think of because not only is our father in heaven, he created us in his image. Yeah. And he wants us to be like him, to think like him, you know, to talk like him, to be like him. And so the learning that we're going to get is always going to be what did the father design us to do in the first place? And that's why Jesus says, I always do what I see my father do. Yes. Yes. And I think you, you touched on this a little bit. You're talking about how he knows us. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point to bring up that, that you recognize the, the relationship, you recognize who he is, but yeah. then it also helps you to recognize that because this is a relationship, not yeah. only does he want us to know him, but he wants us to remember he knows us. You know, like a father knows his children, sees his children, responds to his children differently. Um, the relationship with his with each child looks differently, but it's it's personal to us. He knows me. Yeah. He knows me. And I think that too changes everything. Yeah. Not only do I know him as my father, but that means he knows me as his daughter and everything about me. Yeah. I remember, I can't remember. I think it was Lorna, uh, is it Vosser, 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 I think her name is. And um, she was speaking to somebody one day and she said, oh, God said, by the way, that when you're drinking your tea, put milk in it, you'll enjoy it more. (laughs) I just, I absolutely, it might seem really simple, right? But that blew my mind. And often when I'm making my tea now, I'm going, yeah, I do prefer milk in my tea, right? I don't like black tea. I drink black coffee, but don't like black tea. And it's like, (laughs) God down to the detail of put milk in it because God knows you'll enjoy it better. You know, that's just how much he knows us. (laughs) Yes. Ah, love it. I love it. Yeah, Sabrina, I'm so grateful to you uh, for coming on this podcast today. If you've got any uh, final thoughts on uh, this section of our, of the Lord's Prayer, I'd love for you to, you know, give us your final words on it. Um, but yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you about this and about the love of God. Thank you so much. Man, yeah. thank you so much for, for just having me and for this time and this conversation. And I think the only thing I would just say to to leave with is is really for when you're reading that and when you're just to to stop right there and to think about what that means. Yeah. You know, and and not to skim over that, but it's so I mean it, it's so important that he used that our father who art in heaven as a model for praying right because he wanted that. us to remember that he is our father. Yes. Yeah. And we are his children. 
and to approach him from that position, not as God in, in heaven looking down on us, waiting, you know, for us to mess up. Yeah. Um, as some people do see him, you know, as the, the big God in heaven with his finger, you know, and he's just, he's just waiting. And that's not it. He wants us to remember that he is our father, our good, kind, loving, heavenly father. Yeah. And and to remove that distance, because sometimes I think when we think our father mm. who art in heaven, we think of distance, whereas how close, yes. if you know, if you breathe, how close is the breath that you breathe, right? It's it's mm. so close. It's not out here. It's right even. there. It's 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 right there and and that's how close god is to us yes but sometimes i think we miss that but god desperately wants us to know that yeah he's always he's always close he might be in heaven but to him heaven is literally closer than the air that we breathe yes we in fact we are him and i, I uh, people don't come after me i don't mean this in a disrespectful way we are him in so far as he created us in his image you know we're spirit first yeah. before we're before we're humans and that's how we relate to god on a spirit to spirit level yes you know because he's in us and we are in him and in, we are indeed. one with him yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. We mm -hmm. we are in Him in Christ Jesus, and so we are yes. in Him, you know. And even for those people who haven't accepted Christ Jesus as their Savior, I always say, so long as you're so long as you're breathing, eternity is set in the hearts of all men. Always an opportunity. Mm. Don't let me start mm. preaching now. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that, but <laughs> that's, that's a whole other conversation. I yeah. feel like because. Not not everyone is is receptive to that because you start saying stuff like that and they're just like, wait a minute, no 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 no, no. that's yeah. that's because they don't know my daddy. <laughs> that's that's because they don't know my daddy. But anyway, anyway, Sabrina, I'm so grateful to you for bringing um uh, uh bringing your thoughts to the podcast today. And uh, as I said, when we had the very first conversation, when you talked about the father's love, I was like, yeah, I really believe that Sabrina's got to come on and talk about this. And uh, I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you so very much. Apologies for the interruption, by the way. I hope that didn't put you off. <laughs> so you I have thoroughly to... enjoyed our time together. Yes. Yeah. Well, you will definitely have to have you come back on again and, and certainly um, on uh uh, the influential woman, maybe at some stage, at some stage as well. Yes, I would love that. I yeah. would definitely love that. Excellent, excellent. Well, everybody, thank you so very much uh, for coming again and uh, watching today's uh, broadcast. It will be up on iTunes uh, next week. Um, so the, what I do is I put the audio up a week after we've actually recorded. But uh, thank you so much for your time. And honestly, go get your Bible and open up Luke and read the Lord's Prayer in their hour. It is Luke, isn't it? It's in two places. It's Luke and Matthew. I yeah. think it's Luke and Matthew. It's definitely in Matthew. I know that much, right? So uh, Matthew 6. So go and pick it up, right? Just because I say I know it doesn't mean I know exactly where it is, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. I used to I used to know, uh, or I used to know where scripture was like crazy. Nowadays, I'm just like, oh, I know how to quote it, but where is it again? <laughs> 
Yeah, but it, it doesn't mean that my daddy loves me any less, right? Because I can't tell you exactly where it is, but I know, I believe it's Matthew <laughs> 6, right? Go and pick it up and honestly, look at our father and just keep meditating on that and think yeah. about, write down if you must, if you, especially if you've not had a good earthly father, write down mm-hmm. what a good, what you would expect a good father to look like. And I'm yeah. telling you, it will be the beginning of a blossoming relationship between you and your heavenly father. Yes. Yes. Mm. So that's it for today's episode, guys. Um, we are about to depart. And uh, Sabrina, again, thank you very much. And uh, you can see here, by the way, uh, the ticker tape's been going all along because I completely forgot to shift the um the screen but it doesn't matter if you want to get hold of sabrina this is uh the uh the url is right there which has been there all along so uh you can get in touch with sabrina if you want her want her to help you to get on other people's platforms um i have to say the first time she called me i'm like what does woman want me for <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and yet, oh my gosh, yes. Thank you, Sabrina, for being obedient. That's all I will say. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, go and check out Sabrina's website and uh, get in touch with Sabrina. And guys, I will see you on the next episode of Kingdom Switch. Okay, ciao for now.